I'm Kat. And I'm Annie. And this is Dear Diary. A podcast where two cousins read their middle school and high school journals out loud to each other, do a little bit of magic, and talk about shit. A lot of shit. If you are a first-time listener to Dear Diary, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to check us out and what we do. Um, as you can probably tell, the audio quality on these podcasts is um, not always the fanciest. Annie and I are brand new to podcasting and have basically no budget to speak of. Um, so. We are working with zero mics right now, and we are doing this through FaceTime because she lives in Texas and I live in Pennsylvania. So we are open to suggestions and comments on how we can improve the quality of this podcast for you guys. We're still learning. We're brand new to this, but we're excited to see where this can go in the future if you'd like to keep up with us and follow when the next episodes are going to be um, see the tarot cards that we talk about maybe even some of our journal entries as well as other exciting things that we talk about on the podcast or just cool stuff that we want to share with you you can follow us at dear.diarypodcast on instagram so yeah i hope that you will take advantage of that resource and we are so happy that you're here and we look forward to doing more exciting stuff for you thanks so much for listening this is dear diary Fourth, be with us. I don't even give a shit about Star Wars. And I've never it. seen Star Wars. I've seen one, and I fell asleep. Okay, so it's not something I should like rush and go to. We well, just alienated like half of. <laughs> I was going to say people probably have strong opinions about that. They do. I had a conversation with someone yesterday who had very strong opinions about that. But you know what? I like Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings is better. I think. How do you know? We haven't seen it. Maybe we should watch it. Maybe we should. We'll put that on our on our planners. But, yeah, so how is your weekend going before we just dive in? Uh, good. I was doing some cleaning yesterday because people were coming over, which always forces you to clean. Good, yeah. Um, and I was listening to our podcast on <laughs> Spotify while I was cleaning. Which and, episode? Uh, the one that came out yesterday. Okay. Yes. So the who are you when doubt falls away. Um, and there were a few moments where I didn't even realize I was like listening to myself talk. <gasps> That's cool. Cause I like was, I just wasn't feeling self-conscious. I was like cleaning and, yeah. I, you know, and then I'd be like, Oh, that, Oh wait. <laughs> that That's me. Yeah. That's me. 
I had that happen once or twice. And then I had moments where I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I forgot about that entry. Yeah, and or I'll hear my voice and I'm like, why do I sound five? Ew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Anyway, so it's very we weird. Just the inner critic. Yeah, for real. That's not the point. We're supposed no. to be better than that. Or working no, that's on it. Not the point. But okay, the thing that I was thinking about was um, Shane and then the question, who are you in doubt, falls away. Right. Um, and specifically, I was thinking about like after your list. Mm-hmm. Um, My uh, reasons to get married to a straight white male list. Yep. Yeah. After your list, I was like, like I was just thinking about like unrequited like obsession and the shame that comes from that Mm -hmm. and then found this journal entry here we go what a beautiful segue yeah um oh a reminder of our rules by the way yeah Yeah, I'll I'll do that just because you never know we might have a new person so we have rules when we comes to reading this and that is that we don't skip over anything no matter how embarrassing poorly spelled dramatic emo what have you um yeah that's kind of the really the only rule there is <laughs> i yeah. made it sound so um, official but the only thing is that i will change names yes um mommy is uber Stressed because of Christmas and our trip to New York this weekend. Mm. I went to swim practice tonight. There is this steady ache in my chest because at the end, Sandy did not want to talk to me and I will not see him until Monday. Cripes! Exclamation mark. Teenage emotions. Capital H U R T! Exclamation mark. Physically, emotionally, and mentally. Today, I asked Sarah and Michael if they had gone on a date yet, and Kim started lecturing me on what is socially acceptable, along with other things. I have not yet figured out what is socially acceptable, in quotation marks, (laughs) as Kim puts it. On Friday, Kim invited me to her birthday party, but I cannot go. Oh, gosh, Sandy, just back back in there. I wish he were here right now or on the phone so we could just talk and talk and talk. I think he thinks I am annoying, though. Here's what my jean skirt looks like in detail when it is done. I have a a diagram of a jean skirt with different Blink-182 lyrics that I planned to embroider on it. This is the front of it. My worry is by the time I am done, it will be too small. Because I, like, was cutting up my old jeans to make Mm -hmm, it. Right. Crappy fucker, damn my hell of a heart to death. (laughs) That's just continuous. I feel like that's important. Like, those (laughs) things aren't separated by paragraphs. Like Right. Just just, stream of consciousness. Yeah, that is stream of consciousness. (laughs) Damn love, dot, 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 or puppy love, in my case. Damn hearts, dot, dot, dot. Well, broken ones are a heavy damned. Wow. Damn crushes, dot, dot, dot. They suck. Damn brown eyes, dot, dot, dot. Sandy, Sandy, all caps, (gasps) both of those. 
damn Sandy, dot, dot, dot. But let me go out with him first. <laughs> oh, crap. I heard so much. Ooh. How much longer will it take to cure this? Just to cure it, because I can't ignore it. In quotations, attributed to accidentally in love. Oh, <laughs> my God. So much. Excuse my language. I just heard so much exclamation mark. It's not time. <laughs> Sandy, 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 Sandy. Oh, God, let it be as you'll have it, however that may be. Gosh, this is worse than Will, another boy. Mm -hmm. Because I knew it was impossible, but Sandy actually talked to me. Oh, Attainability. Damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we can take a pause and decide if we want to go on because this entry is like four more pages. Oh my. <laughs> there is so much in that. Holy shit. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say I commend you for having the balls to share that entry because you could have easily chosen literally anything else. <laughs> and you went with that. You know, you know, I have plenty of angsty entries to that level. I definitely don't write the person's name with it, like in a like, oh, uh, it's like, what is that movie? Um, Shit. I think it's like a streetcar named Desire. You know that joke oh, yeah. about Stella! Sandy! <laughs> it's the same yeah. kind of thing. The thing that stuck out about it to me is that while like a lot of that angst is something that I if I feel it now I don't really ever feel that strongly. Yeah. Like I feel strongly but I don't write like that anymore. Do you feel... Marcy thinks maybe it's because that was when I'm pretty sure we were in eighth grade and I was reading Shakespeare in school. Mm, it's got Which Shakespeare undertones. It was a lot of like, hark! Yes. Oh. <laughs> what ho! <laughs> yeah, and like this change, like the, oh, cripes! Exclamation mark. Like, hurt. I think there's some Shakespearean influence there. Yeah, yeah. And In the expression of it. Absolutely. I am also intrigued by the jean skirt since I wore jean skirts. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't, but they were like the pinnacle of fashion. What? So if you were in eighth grade, what year would this be, do you think? Oh, I, I date my journal entries. This okay. was specifically... I refuse to. December 12th, 2006. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was like 13, 12, 13, something like that. Oof. Yeah, yeah, jean skirts were the thing, and you embroidered stuff on them, well, I didn't want to be like, you know, I wanted to be seen as an individual who did her own thing. So I wasn't just going to wear a jean skirt. Right, of course. I was going to make a jean skirt from my old jeans and embroider angsty song lyrics on it. Um, Blink-182, right? Well, let me... Uh, there are actually the, the quotes written in very tiny handwriting. Oh, very um, good. 
rows and rows of big dark clouds, but I'm still a rainbow. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Um, Hello there, the angel from my nightmare. Angel spelled angle. Blink 182. Um, And then some good old uh, Anna Nalick. There's a light at each end of this tunnel you shout. Wow, I forgot all about her. Thanks for the trip down memory lane there. Okay, so all right, there was a, there was a lot. There's a there's a lot. And so I'm trying to like figure out what to zone in on here, but I find it interesting that you just assumed already like, "Oh, this is what being a teenager is." And I'm just going to be stupid and dramatic, but then I'll be fine. And as an adult, I won't feel things. You assumed that the way you were acting was how teenagers acted and that you would kind of get a, like you wouldn't feel things as intensely as you got older. That's kind of a, something that I got from that. Yeah. And I also thought that, well, I thought I would always feel things that intensely. Oh. I didn't understand that, like, with age comes perspective. Mm. And I didn't understand that, like, you might still feel as bad, but you would have more data points. So you'd be like, you know, you have, in the scheme of things, this is less a big deal than you think it is. Right. And I don't, I think that every child, teenager, whatever, goes, like, as a teenager and as a kid, like, you don't, you don't have the, that's not something that's a concept to you perspective at all in that moment it's only just I'm feeling this and there is nothing else and it could be that uh, but it doesn't have to just be in the romantic sense either it could be about literally anything and but I find I don't know as an adult I still do that more than I like to think that I do but I think that's my anxiety stuff more than that you know yeah, I think anxiety makes you do that. Not you specifically, right. but like me too. Like anxiety has that effect. Yeah. And often. But I like how you said, yeah, you have. I mean, you have all this experience to pull from, and then. Um... Oh, here's a thought. I could, or I could read the next three pages, and you could pull a card, and then we can choose a focus. Okay, do that use a card to pull a focus yeah yeah because now i'm feeling completely disjointed yeah yeah so um where were we will because i knew it was impossible but sandy actually talks to me oh i want to hope but i do not dare to i want to tell but i don't want vulnerability and well i want to fly but i'm afraid of the fall I want to dance, but I am afraid to say. I want to talk, but I do not want to stalk. Mm. Crap! I am contradicting myself so badly. Why does such a little, and I wrote little in my tiniest handwriting, thing that probably will not matter at all in the long run have to hurt so much? I am going to try not to think about it. Mom went to town today and was, and dad was home when she got back. 
but he would not tell where she was. Just that she was out. On the back of my shirt, it says, where did I go wrong? I lost a friend to wear along in the bitter end. Which is, um... Frey. The Frey, the yeah. Frey. The, a good, a the solid Frey choice. And then I say, goodness, spelled godness. Godness, Sandy. Or maybe I meant godness. Sandy, I have all these fantasies. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's <laughs> getting scary. Hey. We are on, we are on the bus and I am sitting next to him and I fall asleep and my head rolls onto his shoulder and he puts his head on top of mine. Aww. <laughs> so like that situation I guess. Yeah. Never comfortable though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is a swim party or a dance, and he invites me and asks me to dance. Okay. D. He walked me home from practice in the pouring rain, and we kissed. Oh, who hasn't had that one? <laughs> I have, for sure. D. He wishes me good luck before a race, and then cheers for me and helps me out of the pool. This is so pure. I love it. And then E, he says he likes Jen and asks me if I am jealous. And I just say, do you consider me a friend? He says, yes. And then I say, no, I am not jealous. <laughs> F, various conversations. G, various kisses. Love it. Oh, gosh. Okay, I better go to bed now. Yawn. Good night. Annie. Yawn. <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. Okay. Draw a card? Yeah. Let's let's see where we can we can zone in here. I've I've tried to shuffle them to the best of my ability very quietly. A little disappointed. Oh, here's also the trading card of me circa two thousand and five. Okay, to our listeners, I'm gonna. You're. This will have to be on our Instagram because it is a gem, which you can follow at Dear Dot Diary Podcast. I'm so good at fitting that in, but also seriously, you need to see it because that is like Pinnacle 2006, right there. Yeah. That picture. Yeah. It's the signature 2005 series. Oh, okay, nice. I don't think I had. So wait, that was for swimming. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't stick with swimming long enough to get that kind of thing. Okay, I'm going to pull a card, and this is from my Ethereal Visions deck, which is super, super pretty, and it's the first tarot deck I ever got, and I love it. So, let's see what we've got. The Well. You know, I've never drawn this card before. I've never yeah okay um so i'll i'll kind of describe it for for a minute but it's this really pretty girl young girl i mean she looks like she could be around the age that you were uh like you know in her early teens 
and she's sitting next to um, a well and she's looking out at the water so it's like she's almost on a cliffside or something which I'm finding interesting as to why oh, the well that could not be me at that age she's got boobs wait does she I don't yeah. really think it looks like she does but there were 12 and 13 year olds who developed early Annie just cause we <laughs> weren't them <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no, I, that's funny though. <laughs> she had boobs. She came in the movie. Um, I can't tell what she's holding. She is it like a little pendulum? What does that look like to you on her other hand? Uh, like an incense thing. Oh, an incense. Okay. Because then it's burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. And there's a bunch of smoke coming up from that. Okay. So let's see what there's. Usually every tarot, tarot deck comes with a little guidebook of what the cards can mean and then you can go off your own intuition and I'm still not super eloquent at this and I have never seen this card before so we got to find out okay the well the well is the birthplace of ideas inspiration and transformation all things are birthed from this creatrix and knowledge flows freely to those who seek it so yeah, it can mean nurturing, creativity. If you pull it reversed, like I did, it can also mean endings, destruction, and stagnation. So, to me, the birthplace of ideas kind of sticks out because you had a lot of ideas about what you wanted from this Sandy. Yes, I did. And I also am interested in the part where you said that he actually talked to you. So, did boys not normally talk to you? Did you have guy friends? What's the, what's the story there? Um, I had guy friends, but I always had, or not always, at this point, prior to Sandy, there mm -hmm. had been a boy that I liked, but, like, never talked to. And why was that? We are so related. <laughs> we are so related. Oh. Yeah. So what what was cool to you at that time? Because you said earlier how you wanted to be someone that was really unique. And so to me, I find it interesting that you were intimidated by someone who fits the cool. I think I craved approval mm -hmm. from, like I craved, I craved approval from that group. And what were you, what were you trying to fill in yourself? Like, what did you think was lacking in yourself? Um, well, let's see, 13. I think the hard thing about being that age is like, I felt like everything was lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I find that so interesting because when I was that age, I mean, I certainly felt like there was plenty of things lacking in myself, but it would have never even occurred to me that I needed to write down or speak kind things to myself or hype myself up. So the fact that you had that awareness at that well, age is really amazing. Part of it was also the secrecy thing mm-hmm. that you were talking about. I was like, if someone reads this, what do I want them to read? Ah, you know, like there was yeah. some part of my head that was thinking that I am not a reliable narrator. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But see, you still had the wherewithal to write down, um, like what you wanted. Like, I would have never even admitted that to myself, let alone but put it in my journal. Too. Yeah, but not, but the list of what I thought people wanted me to have, not the list of what not I actually. The list of fantasies. Right. Like, oh my God, the word fantasies <laughs> has such a negative connotation. Like, it, whether you're super religious or not, it's kind of a taboo thing that requires you to be vulnerable, whether it's sexual or emotional or what you want your career to be, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a powerful word. Yeah, and everyone has a strong, strong reaction to it. I just, I don't know. Like, there's there's so much in this entry. I'm, like, trying to wrap my head around all of it. But you also were, like, annoyed with yourself. I got this, like, tone of annoyance as you were writing out, like, ugh. He probably thinks I'm annoying. Yeah. I just want to talk and talk and talk, but he thinks I'm annoying. You see, and you've never struck me as someone who was a huge chatterbox or anything. Like, when we were together as kids, we were really goofy and ran around and whatever, but were you really talkative? Or was that just your self, own self-doubt in that? I think it really depended on the situation. And I think in middle school specifically, when I had a crush on someone, I would either say nothing to them ever. Mm-hmm. Or just like talk constantly. Hmm. That was my way of flirting. Yeah. Though honestly, what I say is constantly, it probably wasn't actually that much. I probably am remembering it as more because of shame. <laughs> and that see, isn't it interesting? Yeah, how shame can mess with our memories. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, even just for instance, okay, like you feel bad about the situation, but looking back you're like I don't really have strong feelings about it now I'm so removed from it but when you relive the memory in your head that shame or embarrassment yeah it's still like hanging all over you I'm trying to think of (laughs) like yeah okay for instance this is so okay this this is not an unrequited love thing but this is what came to mind so here we go so and I would like to reiterate First of all, I was not at fault in this situation, but I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that I got called out that I want to die. So, flipping back to church for a second, I'm eight or nine years old, going to Sunday school, blah, blah, blah. My Sunday school teacher, I think my class, I got along really well with my Sunday school teacher, like more than the other kids, and I was like uber polite, and I think they got annoyed and thought I was a kiss up, but I was just. Yeah, I was just being polite. Well, anyway, we're doing our Sunday school, he gets up to go to the bathroom. So there's just like this dead silence and every kid at the table is like friends with each other. They all gang up on me all the time. And like, I saw everyone just kind of turned and hone in on me and I'm sitting at this little table with them just like 
wanting to shrink into myself, right? So we're sitting there. <laughs> and they, this is so middle school, they accused me of farting and not owning up to it. <laughs> yeah, the like one of the kids was like, I, I think it's, I can't remember if like we actually heard someone fart or if they thought they smelled something. I honestly don't remember. But I was always the kid that like if I did, I was just like, yeah, that was me. Like, because yeah. my dad was like that, and I had... Yeah, it was like, huh Yeah, so to me, it wasn't humiliating, but the fact I got called out like that, so they're sitting there, and they're like, it was you. Like, I remember this one girl saying it exactly like that, and I was like, no, it wasn't, and they all start, like, giving me shit and saying all this stuff to me, and then they, like, shut up when he came back in, but I just remember that moment so clearly, because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't even the one that did it, and the probably the little fucker that had was giggling away somewhere but like yeah but you got accused yeah but I got accused and so like now I think back on that moment and now as an adult even if I hadn't I would just been like okay y'all can fuck off or so what if I did or like you know I wouldn't care and now but when I think about it I'm like oh I just want to hide in this little hole and I'm 26 now so yeah I how do we I don't know like I'm thinking about this card and it's saying transformation that's one of the other kind of key words with this so how do we transform the way that we recount certain memories not from not in the sense of like changing them to be not what they are like you have to deal with them as they are but how do you transform it so you can look at it with perspective and it now and kind of remove that cloud of shame or embarrassment over it I mean, we've found humor in pretty much every journal entry we've read thus far. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's one way. So, okay. Was, so you said Sandy and then there was a guy you liked before that. The guy that you liked before that, was that your first ever crush? Like, do you remember how old um, you were when you had your first crush or? No, that was not my first ever crush. I don't. I was very young. Mm. My, um, I remember mine. Yeah. His name was Harvey, and he lived in <laughs> Austin, and he went to our church. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, when we lived in Austin, which we were there for only six months, I was, I turned eight there, so I was seven or eight. Yeah, and I just remember just, like, this overwhelming, like, I was like, oh, why am I always so, like, sweaty near this kid, and, like, I just wanted to be where he was all the time, and anytime he spoke to me, I literally became overwhelmed. Like, I would get so quiet. It just, it was, but yeah, that was my first ever. Well, I remember, I don't even think I, like, I didn't think I realized I had a crush until I was, like, talking about this kid probably for, like, the 15th time, (laughs) and my parents were like, Annie, like, do you have a crush? 
crush on this kid and I was like is this what crush is? Light bulb goes off. Is this like what? Oh, is this what people talk about when they say they have a crush on someone? Like So, but were you talking about them in a positive or negative way? Because for me I talked about uh, them in the most negative way ever if I liked them. Yeah, there was definitely some distancing <laughs> going on. So, were your parents, like, when you had crushes and stuff, did they, were they supportive? Were they, like, all I mean, let her do her thing? How did that work? It was always so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and it, there was never any chance of us dating. Right. Like, I was never asking them, like, oh, can I go see a movie with this person I have a crush on? It was always, like, you know, there wasn't much for them to be concerned about in terms of attention but did they try to like grill you about it or were they usually just Uh, like oh do you have a crush oh cute oh they would try to get details and like you know make jokes about it i can just imagine your dad doing that especially see my parents would have for them it it was I mean, they didn't think it was as bad as everyone that I grew up around did to talk about that stuff. But whenever I got asked, it felt, which they didn't really do that because, again, we didn't really talk about feelings or emotional connection. But when they did, it was kind of, it felt accusatory. And I don't know if that was my own vulnerability. Yeah, like, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. But with them, it was always kind of a don't ask, don't tell. Like, they really just didn't want to even have to consider that. Yeah. But I I love that yours is so innocent, you know? Like, the things that you wanted. Those are sweet things. You wanted him to support you. You wanted him to... They were like, I would... And swimming's a sport where, like, you spend a lot of time in your own head. Yeah, that's true. So I would just, like, swim laps and imagine situations where, like, we sat next to each other. Yeah, when I would horseback ride, if I wasn't in a lesson, oh, God. So I would go out on the pony that I leased, and I would, it was, like, out beautiful Pennsylvania countryside, rolling hills, all stuff. I would, like, take him out there. And I used to ride with, once iPods came out, which I was maybe, like, 11 or 12 when they the first iPod came out, and I got the mini and so I would, like, hook it onto my riding pants and have my headphones in. I'd be riding around. So I'd be listening to these sweeping film soundtracks because I'm Christian and can't listen to anything else. So I'm listening to, like, Lord of the Rings, and I'm on my horse, like, looking out into the hills, dreaming about the guy that I like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that's so, like, I. it's interesting how our thoughts were really so innocent and I feel like a lot of adults kind of freak out when their kids like someone because they think it's instantly over sexualized in a way and I don't know and maybe that's from their own memories of their own embarrassment of liking someone I don't know but I always find that interesting because usually they hype it up to be so much more than it actually is and then we hype it up to be more than it is too because of that right and right and it's like yeah we're not very good at having those dialogues yeah as a a culture so if you were gonna have a kid and you get in a situation where you know your kid likes somebody would how would you handle it would you just wait it out or i don't know 
right? I've never had to think, think about I that. I try to be, like, supportive because I want to encourage, like, emotional intimacy in an age-appropriate way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel and like... I say that, and I, I imagine, like, you have your own kid. It's pretty, uh... It's pretty personal. Think, yeah, yeah. You take it personally. I, I know. I don't feel like... I feel like no matter how good your intentions are, like, parents always fuck that up. Yeah. Just somehow. It's either they didn't ask enough in my or case or, yes. or Yeah. And you don't want to leave them completely unattended because then it's like, well, what if they yeah. like someone who's crazy and they run off? Right, 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 right. Like there's a lot of it's just so much risk. And I think that that might be one of the growing pains of growing up, that you can't you can't avoid yeah. having that that embarrassment and feeling that vulnerable. Yeah. And there's yeah. certain things about life just in general that, I th- like, because, you know, we can be as evolved and as healthy and take care of ourselves as much as we want and ask as many questions as we want. But the cycle of life, it is what it, I mean, there are seasons. Well, of it's complete, like the, the well. Yeah. Right. There's like on one side of that coin or card, mm-hmm. it's like this depth of creativity and on the other side it's stagnation yeah because the water is both like a well is both things you're right and it replenishes yeah so or it can just sit yeah i feel like that is a natural part of a natural process is to go between those two things well in the way that she's um looking out into the ocean it makes me think she knows that she has all of this to draw from at the well, but now she can also look out at the ocean and see the perspective mm-hmm. from a distance. She's distanced yeah. herself from whatever it was it was for her, and now she can kind of yeah clearly see it. And so I think that I think you're right. I, you know to kind of tie it all up. The I think as we remember certain memories that do give us embarrassment or shame, um, just, yeah, you have to remind yourself, this is where I was at at that time, and that's okay, and that was a time in my life, and now it's over, and that's really the only way to let go of it, in a sense, mm-hmm. and it's definitely easier said than done. And it's, I always think like, oh, if I do this thing, then I'll be good, but I am reminded again and again that it's like, no, you have to do that thing, whatever it is, if it's like thinking better of yourself, right? You have to do that thing over and over and over. And letting yourself be still and actually process, because this is so trite, but I honestly had an epiphany in the shower this morning, so <laughs> that this kind of ties in. I, I really, I really did. So. I was, I'm house-sitting at my friend's, like, gorgeous farmhouse out in Pennsylvania this weekend, which has been great, and I was in her super bougie-ass shower, and she was like, hey, you know, if you want to use any of my hair products or do whatever, like, go for it, my hair's been really dry, whatever, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put, she had this, like, nice kind of leave-in treatment, and I put it in my hair, and it says, like, you know, three to five minutes or whatever, so... In my head, I was like, I put it in and then, like, instantly went to rinse it out. Like, I was just like, okay, we're done, and, like, went on. And then I kind of stopped, and I was like, oh, my God. 
this is literally me about everything. Like, I'll recount something or be like, yeah, this shitty thing happened to me or I felt this way about it. Anyway, moving on. Like, it's not like I let my... No, really. Like, yeah, it's my deflection. And so I was like, man, I just can't take time and let things sink in to my roots and to my... (laughs) Yeah. And so I kind of had that moment in the in the shower today so all that to say that like with yeah my embarrassing or memories and unrequited whatevers it's yeah I don't like to think I'm just like oh I was young and I was stupid and like whatever and that's just what you do instead of being like no it's okay I I really felt that way and it was intense and there's nothing wrong with that and I learned a b c d from it and we learned that you had a lot of sports related fantasies I sure did, because that was when we interacted. Right. So if you yeah. were an adult now, and I, you know, yeah. what would be some realistic, like, these well, are like, things. I think the office is so romantic. The oh, with, 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 like, Pam and Jim and, and Michael and. Dwight and Angela. Like, oh, fuck, I love Dwight and Angela. <laughs> and the, the intentions and, like, the energy just they're like it's such an interesting combination of like fantasy and the drudgery that is life yeah yeah they capture that so well the like bone crushing nine to five just like whoa yeah and but it's so many small things that are like the moments in the show like that a character does something so small for someone else that you're like bawling on your couch at 3am with your you know Cheetos and (laughs) That I'm not speaking from specific, personal yeah. <laughs> not speaking from personal experience. But yeah, I'm trying to think, um, okay, so like yeah, and Dwight and Angela especially, because they're so like avoid feelings, like we're bitches. And then yeah. they'll just like go, you know, somebody's mean to Angela and Dwight like pulls some prank on them and she's like secretly smiling at her desk because yes, she knows he yes. did it. Like those little man those little moments. But yeah, you're you're right. Those kind of I think now like as a teenager you want or a kid you want these super which I mean what you listed wasn't super grand but in my head all of mine were like I'm a warrior princess and he shall be my servant or he'll be my right hand I definitely (laughs) had those two but I was too embarrassed of those to Mm. write them down see I was less embarrassed of those than the real life ones but I think because in all of those I was in a position of leadership so I had the control but, yeah, I was like, he shall be my right hand, and he shall help me, and we will slay the enemies of Narnia together, and, yeah. <laughs> there was another one where I found, because Annie and I are Scottish, and uh, I had this, like, d- long daydream thing that I was this long-lost queen of Scotland and nobody knew, and um, I had to be, res- they had, like, a picture hung up in the castle, and I went to visit it, and they were like, oh, my God, you look just like her. Oh, my God, you're her descendant. And it was a whole thing. Nate's here with sandwiches. Oh, well, perfect. I don't know how to end um, this. <laughs> I feel like we can just... Is that good? What? The sandwich? Delicious. I thought, yeah, it's turkey avocado. I feel like we can just end it on a good sandwich. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> That's one of your little fantasy moments right there. Somebody who brings you lunch. You're so right. <laughs>
That's it. So that's what we have for today. I am Kat. I'm Annie. And we'll see you next time for episode five. Enjoy your sandwiches, everyone. Thank you.